0: Waiting must go with diligence. Diligent waiting. Those who diligently wait, waiting goes with expectation. Diligence waiting diligence with expectation waiting involves faith while we wait waiting involves eager expectation if that expectation and that faith is not there we won't get what we need to get God spoke to the children of Israel. He gave them manna from heaven. And He said, This is what I will do for you. Every morning. So, because God has spoken and He has given the word, with faith and with expectation, with diligence, those who went every morning, expecting for the manna to be outside their tents, taking their containers with them, to gather the manna that God said he would give, and diligently gathered it but those who are strengthened by the Holy Spirit is speaking of the devil. You don't simply wait and say, okay, there's my waiting season, so I'll just wait and do nothing about the word that God gave. What do you do during the waiting period? We do that which God has called us to do diligently with faith, expecting the results to happen the way he said it will those are the people who will inherit their part those who wait on the Lord they shall inherit their part says God's word but how should the waiting be if you see a a crane it's waiting by the river just waits Somebody from outside, they look at it, they'll think it's just sitting doing nothing. Sometimes it'll look like it's sitting with its eyes closed. Well, no. It knows exactly what it's doing. While well, you think it's sitting with its eyes closed, suddenly you see it. Put its beak inside the river and catch that fish. It's by that river. Waiting to catch that fish. And it's not sitting there, waiting there, not doing anything. No, it's diligently looking into that river to see when that fish will come and as soon as it comes, it catches it. Gathering. Diligently looking. Diligently waiting. Waiting. Waiting with expectation. Diligently waiting. Those two are components of faith. This is how we should wait. While we are in the waiting process, we don't sit and do nothing. We don't sit and say, I'm waiting. But not do anything about the promises of God. promises of God. The promise that God has given to you. The promises that he has given to us. A lot of times people even forget what God spoke. They get excited. They come to the river and then they get distracted. They sit by the river and they say, hey. Look at those children playing there, look at, you know, that guy, look at this lady and look at this guy and look at they look at everything and all the fish they need comes and goes. That they sit and they complain saying that oh, you know what, I've been waiting for two hours, three hours, four hours, seven hours, eight hours, but I didn't get my food. You will not get your food. You are not diligent. Nothing will automatically happen. Because what has been given to us has been given to us by Jesus on the cross, and all that God has spoken to us and continues to speak to us through His servants during the services, personal prophecies, what, whatever avenue He uses to bring His Word to you. It is important you must, in faith, diligently look with expectation, do your part. The children of Israel took their containers, whatever container they had, and gathered The manna, they left their tents and they came out in the morning because God said He'll give them the manna. Every time we come to the presence of God, whether it's the morning call, whether it's the evening meetings, whether it's fasting prayer, whether it's it's Sunday services, those who diligently come together, Those who wait on God with expectation and look for God for that which God has promised they're the ones who will inherit that which God said that manna they'll take it with them and after you take it what do you do? There are two parts to it you go outside you see the manna what are you supposed to do after that? sing over the manna you can sing you're so happy you can sing what do you do after that you'll say that well it's too hard it's all over the place
1: and I have to get
0: it and so I see it I'm not going to gather it I'm just going to put some in my mouth here and just go You miss out on it. Once you see it, you rejoice, but what do you do after that? You gather that, because God said that's going to strengthen you. By faith you put in your mouth. You don't say, I don't know what it is, I've never eaten this, and these are like wafers, and how is this going to strengthen me, how is this going to satisfy me, and how is this going to... Those are the people who will not get the benefits of it even though Lana was there even though they came outside their tents even though they saw it they're not going to get the benefits of it you see there are very states where there are very there are many different of various stages of even gathering and after you gather those are the people who gather the manna excited about it you gather it after you gather it you must eat it you let it go it will rot and worms will come. So the Bible says, it's a good thing. But if the good thing is not treasured, and if the good thing is not valued, and if the good thing is not utilized the way it should, then the very good thing will be of no use to us Just like how the benefits of the cross becomes of no use to those who don't believe in the finished work of Jesus Christ. There are degrees of faith and there are degrees of making use of what God has given to us. God is speaking to our hearts today. The Lord spoke about this in a different way on Sunday. I guess the previous Sunday or so. You go to the buffet and you pick what you want. You go to the bank and you withdraw. How much ever you want to withdraw. The only thing is, someone else was so generous Says it's my account, you can withdraw how much ever you want. If you say I just need five twenties and I take hundred dollars and I withdraw only hundred, you can get that, but you miss out on much more. You could have received, you could have taken because much more was given. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Don't be content with little showers, sprinkles. Say, Lord, drench me in your river. And you do your part to dive into that river the crane sits by the river and it looks at the river it's looking at the direction of the fish, it's looking to see the fish that's going to come and it's looking for the best fish when it spots it Immediately, you have to see how fast it gets it, how fast the accuracy and how quickly it eats it. God is speaking to our hearts today. It's the diligent, it's the diligent, it's the diligent. It's those who are diligent in all things will inherit all things. It's those who are diligent will become the owners of that which God has for them. Ruth had everything against her but she diligently did what was told to her by Naomi, her mother-in-law. God assigned leadership that God placed over Ruth, who came from Moab. She heard everything and she did exactly what she was told to do. Nothing more, nothing less. Diligently she went to gather grain. Diligently, with expectation, she went into the strange land, strange field. among people that were not her own, but she took the people of God to be her people. So, a special grace was given to her because she was a woman of action. A special grace from God was given to her because she was a woman of action. She was a Moabite woman, not an Israelite woman. But a Moabite woman going into Israel and going into the fields of the Israelites is not a light thing. Going alone, not with a mother-in-law, going alone is not a light thing. But she did what she was told to do, expecting the people there to be her people. Because she took the God of Israel to be her God. And when she told Naomi, your people are my people. Your God shall be my God. She didn't simply say it to flatter Naomi, but she meant it with all her heart. That's the difference here. We can speak all we want to speak, but is it coming from your heart? Because if it's coming from your heart, it'll be seen in the action. Your results, your outcomes will show what is actually in the heart. Roots, heart was revealed by her actions. And she truly took the people of Israel to be her people. And Naomi's God to be her God. And from that time onwards, she was no longer a Moabite woman. She became an Israelite woman. She came under the wings of the Almighty God. God took full responsibility for Ruth. No longer a Moabite woman. If any man is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. All things are gone, have passed away. Behold, all things, all things have become new. Ruth is an extraordinary woman. A woman who left Moab physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally. There was no Moab in her heart. She divorced Moab. The day she decided, life or death, I'll go where Naomi goes. She divorced herself from everything that Moab had to offer because she truly truly loved Naomi with all her heart, mind, soul and strength. She divorced herself from the people of Moab And she took the people of God to be her God because she trusted Naomi and the God of Naomi and the people of God. That's what led her to leaving Moab. Faith. Ruth was a woman of not just faith a woman of great faith great faith how did a a Moabite woman have such great faith? how did that Roman centurion have such great faith? you see it in their action Jesus didn't look at the centurion from somewhere remotely he looked at his heart and he said oh centurion you have great faith no This is after the centurion manifested his faith in front of all those people, in front of Jesus Christ. God is speaking to our hearts today. Less words, more action. Less words, more action is necessary before God being doers of God's word. Not just ramble everything we know or we hear. But what do we do? What do we do with the Savior that God so graciously gave to us? What do we do with this blessing, this great blessing that God has given This house of God that God has placed in front of us. What do we do with this great blessing that God has given? The treasure that God has placed in the midst of God's servants that most people don't get. What do we do? He being a diligent listener and a doer of everything that comes from the mouth of God to the mouth of His servants. So that you can be blessed. So that you can be blessed. Every word that came out of Naomi's mouth to Ruth for her to do that's what she needed to do in order to prosper. Prospered Ruth. It prospered Ruth because They were from God, the God of heaven who saw Ruth leave Moab in her heart, let her, through Naomi, specific direction, specific guidance. Naomi was not a self-opinionated person. She was not someone who said, well, Naomi, you say this, but I feel this, and I think this is a good thing. Well, Naomi's instructions are not really good. Naomi says something for somebody, but when it comes to me, Naomi you know, is not like this. Well, I don't like the instructions that Naomi gives because I don't think it's going to work out for me. Why should I go to the field and why should I gather them? Why can't Omi come with me? Why can't she send, introduce me to some people and why can't they all go with me? There are many people. Unwise people, you call them. Or to put it the way it should be, which is foolish people. Foolish in hearts are slow to obey and no will question Everything that God speaks and God speaks through God's servants—they question everything. They're very slow to learn and dull-hearted people, full of unbelief and full of themselves, thinking they know more than God's servants. They more than they know more than God Himself. They miss out on every blessing that God has. But those who diligently listen. When you're told to go by yourself to go to the field and gather, that's what you do. When you're told to go to Boaz, lay down by his feet, that's what you do. Every counsel that came from God through Naomi, Ruth was someone who diligently followed it all the way through. That's what landed her, not only in the family tree of Boaz, but in the family tree or the genealogy of the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. A woman, great wisdom in great faith. Call these rare jewels and rare treasures in God's kingdom. A woman who was exalted by God, whose name was made great, because she left everything. She didn't care about her name. She didn't care about anything. She didn't care whether she was going to have children, whether she was going to have a family, whether she was going to live and die alone. She didn't care about anything. All she cared All she cared was about following Naomi. I want to emphasize this again and again and again. Those who seek after God for material gain and material things will get, to an extent, what they go after. But those who go after God himself and material gain will also get some material gain. But those who go after God, only divorcing themselves from every form of material gain, will get, not what they want to get, but will get what God wants for them to get. Which category are you in? Within the body of Jesus Christ itself you have the foolish and the wise. Within the wise itself, you have a, a various. You have various degrees of wisdom. And this is where Jesus says, "Some yield thirty, some sixty, and some a I pray, may God give you an understanding heart this morning me centeredness and me focused I need to be this or I need to be that my life is this it's very important God can give you what you ask but but easily you can fall away by the wayside because through that me, my and I Satan will distract you and pull you down. He will distract you and pull you down. He will pull you away from your track that you should be in, that you should be running. There's no stopping while we run except for when we See that brook and we go to the brook and we drink of the brook, refresh, ourso- refresh ourselves with the brook and continue running. There's no stopping. We wait where we need to wait, but while we are waiting, we wait with expectation and with diligence. Diligently looking and diligently doing. When the word from God comes, look, get it. And those people who get it, who jump into that pool of badista, they're watching so keenly, being so diligent. Are the ones who will get that which God wants them to get. The pool of badista was ordained by God. The healing was initiated by God. The angel that was sent to stir up the pool was sent by God. It was God's plan. So God wanted those people to get healed. And these people received that which God had for them. I pray that you understand what the Spirit of God is speaking at this hour. You can get from God what you want to get or you can get from God what He wants you to get. Well, I've chosen... the latter not the former that's what your pastors have chosen that's what the family of the pastors have chosen a long time ago we can stand in the presence of God lifting both the hands and say everything that we have both what the world will call good and bad the that we receive from the hands of the Living God, and the food that we eat, to every single cent and and the pin that is in our house, from the minutest, tiniest thing, to the very breath that we breathe, to every little thing that comes into the house all we get in our hands is from the hands of the living God. It's not what we want, because we abandoned that, abandoned that long time ago. Long time ago. It's what God wants us to have. Once the Lord shows, this is what I want you to have. Then. Our eyes is set upon that, our hearts are set upon that, because there is something God wants for us to have. Now it is to please God, not to please ourselves, not to obtain that, that we can be comfortable or we can be happy. no. This is higher path and a higher walk. So God is calling our church, He says, "You see, this is how I have led." My servants, your shepherds, and these are the people i given to you. Imitate them as they imitate Christ. And that's the lifestyle. Ruth we see in the Bible. And that's the lifestyle of Abraham. If Abraham lived today, that's how he'd have lived. If Ruth lived today, and she was your neighbor, that's how she would have lived. People are full of the things the world because your heart is not in the right place. I want to have this. I want to wear this. I want to do this. I want to Go here because God wants me to because it pleases Him. Not because I like this and I want this, and so I asked and God gave. That's a good thing, that's not the best thing, it's good that you asked God and He gave it to you and you received it from God because you wanted it. He gave it to you. It's good. We can have testimonies. Those are testimonies because you asked Him. He gave it to you. You used your faith to get what you wanted to get. But it's a whole different realm. You call that the realm of God where people of God have abandoned themselves 100% as Jesus said in the garden of Gethsemane not my will let thine be done even facing such cruel death I see what the father is doing and I do it I hear what he is saying and I say it that was the ministry and the lifestyle of Jesus Christ But no one dare to say that it's not possible because you will call God a liar. You will call his servants who are living that way, though few in number all over the world, liars. And you'll be found guilty before the court of heaven. God is speaking to everyone this morning. God is calling you for a higher walk. God is calling you to this royal life of faith, for a life that is a true value, which is loving God with all our hearts, minds, soul, and strength. Doing what He wants us to do. Doing what God wants us to do. And being content with that. It's priceless. Being content with what God wants us to do is priceless. It's great value. And that quality, when God sees in His people, He values that quality and he values such people because when he sees them he sees himself in them he says this child looks just like me my child not only my child but it looks just like me there's this special affection and bond that is there Jesus said my father and I will make our abode with such people You make your choice this morning what you want to do. You can go after what you want still get it from God. Or you can go after God himself and have what he wants. As Job said, I received all these blessings from God. He was able to say that all I have is from God. He gave it. Now the suffering that I'm going through is also from him. How will I not receive that from him? How will I not thank him for this? I thanked him before. How will I not look at the attitude of such great servant of God? God calls this and he says my servant Job There's a huge Statements that carries such weight. These are people who live a 100% selfless life. What they have doesn't matter to them at the same time it matters to them. Because their heart is not in it at the same time. They value it because what they have is from God. But their heart is upon God. What a beautiful life to live. We live that life daily and so we can talk about it through the Spirit of God. And God, this morning, is urging His people to go a step further. And climb up a step higher. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, thank you for what you have spoken this morning. Unexpectedly, as always, you move your servants through your spirit to go and give your word to your people. On this 10th day, this month of April in heaven's calendar, it has been documented that to this church, in some part of this world, God has spoken through His servant. God has revealed His mind throw His servant to His people and that God is calling His people to come higher so that they can live the extraordinary lives that God has for them. I pray, Father, That you make every single one wise before God, not wise in their own eyes, but wise before God. That they may gain you, and not what they can gain from you. With this blessing as your servant standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God. I bless you, people. That those who are worthy of these blessings may inherit that which God has pronounced through the Spirit of God through the mouth of your servant. That they may walk in the God-ordained path of righteousness, of holiness, and love. I thank you, Father, for doing this. In Jesus' most precious name, I pray. Amen. Amen.